Hello. Did that work? All right. There you are. How you doing, my man? Uh, all right. This seems great. This seems like we're coming through. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my speaker. No, my headphones. Looks like you've got it. Get the voice memo going. That's perfect. The writer and comedian Jennifer Neal used to have a deeply smart travel column for the route called Blacksit, with one very simple premise. Things are just too twisted for black Americans, so they might, like she had, be feeling the urge to live in some other freer country. But where? What is it like being black in different parts of Asia or Europe? Jennifer's column was a way to find out. Now, I recorded an episode with Jennifer in Berlin, where she lives, for a pre-COVID episode of this show. And I hope we can play that one soon enough. But this week, she connected me with someone she had written about in her Blacksit column, Reggie Robinson, an African-American native of Dallas who is a middle school history and English teacher and a longtime resident of Korea and now Taiwan. I had originally wanted to do an episode this week about Americans abroad generally, but that can wait. For now, as the police are rioting through my city and through our nation, and as our miserable president says all the quiet, dirty parts of America's social and racial contract out loud, I'm glad to be able to spend the entirety of this episode with Reggie and with his unusual vantage point from the other side of the world. This is Nathan Thornburg, and from Roads and Kingdoms, you're listening to The Trip, The World on Lockdown. I'm interested, especially for this week, what it's like uh, being an American watching all of this happen, uh, you know, and I thought I was just going to talk about like bad Corona shit, but we're, we're, you know, we're back again talking about, uh, an older virus anyway. So, (laughs) so that's, uh, so let's, let's just start in with that. So you, you came from Dallas and you went to the far East. Yeah. You went to East Asia. How did that come about? Um, well, for whatever reason, I just knew that I didn't want to really work in corporate America. And I was like, how can I see the world? I was a poor like college student. So I was like, I want to see the world. How can I do it? And luckily, my, my uh, English professor, my advisor, he was like, yo, you could just uh, teach around the world. And I was like, that's not possible. And he was like, I did it in the 70s. And I was at this point, it was 2006. And I was like, wait, what? This has been going on since the 70s. And he was like, <laughs> nobody yeah. told me. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, just Google it. And I Googled it. And uh, I ended up coming to uh, East Asia. Uh, it was out of, at the time, it was out of uh, China, Japan, and Korea. And Japan was just way too expensive. Uh, China was just not at the point where I wanted to visit or to live there. And Korea was yeah. somewhere in the middle. I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. And so I ended up going to Korea. And you spent quite a while there then. Yeah, man, I've been there for, I've been in Korea for at least 12 years. Uh, then I recently, well, two years ago, I moved to Taiwan, but I was there for about 12 years. And what brought you over to Taiwan, Republic of China? Um, it was just time for a change. Uh, there was some immigration stuff that was going on. It was time for a change. And I was just like, how can I, it was between uh, Taiwan and Vietnam. And I was like, I'm not, again, I was like, Vietnam sounds cool, but I'm not really sure if it's a place where I want to live. And uh, luckily, a lot of my friends who lived in, uh, lived here, 
uh, who now live in Korea were like, dude, you should go to Taiwan. Like, it it would be great. It's very chill. It's relaxed. People are kind. And I came here, and it was everything everyone had ever said about it. And I was kind of like, wow, this is surprising. What what is what's going on in this little island? <laughs> yeah, I I mean, for all the time I've sent there, maybe twenty four, thirty six hours, uh, I got the same feeling. Yeah. Plus, yeah. it's all just bathed in like one gigantic beautiful hot pot right uh, you know, <laughs> of, of love and good food yeah right? no for sure for sure um so but I, at that point when you were thinking about leaving korea did it cross your mind to to repatriate to uh return to your 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 native land uh and you know what the funny thing was when i came here for a year um, I and I went home to visit for like I went I've gone home what twice now so 2019 and right before the COVID virus like really hit off, uh, which was like I I think I was last home and right at the end of January beginning of February, but um I thought like man I should really maybe I could come back home it wasn't really a like a real thought but it was like it has enough things that I enjoy about life that I can get into. And I was like, you know what, I could, I could really live in Dallas again. And then everything happened. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm gonna just stay here. <laughs> so that that uh, that thought was a, a butterfly that yeah. just uh, flitted away from your shoulder, huh? No, for sure. So tell me, tell me about that feeling. I mean, um, as an American watching coronavirus, as an African American watching racist of virus yeah. you know what is it like being far away and and how does it how does it look to you over in taiwan well for living in taiwan we'll start with the i guess the coronavirus first the covid19 um living here it's been uh, it's been kind of a really weird situation where i'm in a place where as soon as i got back like they quarantined the entire country for about two or three weeks and then there was this like and they introduced everything very slowly until we're at a point now to where we can kind of do some things, but they're still masked. Like the other day I was reprimanded because my mask wasn't over my nose. It was just right above my beard, like right above my mouth. And this guy was like, the workers was like, hey, mask. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. I, I, I'm not trying to do anything wrong. I'm sorry. So it's still like a level of like, hey, be safe, you know, but they're starting to allow people to to return to a normal life. Um, I went to, uh, I think I went to like this secret bar club place once, like a week ago. And um, it was strange because they wanted you to like sign like, where have you been for the past 14 days? Do you live on the island? Uh, where are you going? Where have you been? Like, if they want to know a lot of things before they even let you in. Like, you know, they're taking wow. temperatures, they're doing all these things. Um, so I like a very not chill speakeasy. It's not really. It wasn't that chill, man. It wasn't that chill. But it was. It's our kind of normal now. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what it is. It's like, God, you want to know? That's all fascinating. This stuff? So, and so that that like kind of peer pressure to keep the mask on and like fitted. That's everywhere out in the streets. Yeah, still? it's, it's li literally, especially in Taipei. So I live in a town, uh, or a, I don't know if it's a town or suburb, but I live in a place uh, called Jubei. And it's uh, in a, it's supposed to be like the tech capital of like Taiwan, so like okay, so here um, people 
people still wear their masks, but they usually wear it when they go into places. Whereas in Taipei, everyone is wearing their mask all the time, except for when they're at home, right? So here, yeah. when you're walking the streets, you can see people with masks, without masks. Uh, but when they're in a place, in a public place, they usually always, always have a mask on. That's amazing. Yeah, just going around tonight, I was down in the East Village, and it's like, I don't know, maybe 25% people don't have masks who are walking yeah. around, which is fine. It's probably, uh, that's probably a, a, a low percentage for the states, but right. I mean, we're, we are just coming out of being the deadliest city yeah. on earth. It's just, just shocking to me. I was like, I know it's summertime. I know <laughs> there's some beer out of the bodega, you know, but just... I miss New York. I haven't been there in so long. I do miss it though. Yeah. Well, not this month. No, not right. This right. <laughs> miss it. Miss it for last. You know, last December, and miss it for next. Dude, next June. Watching but, um, watching that from here, I was like, "What is going on in New York?" Like it was insane. It was like every day. There even it was even in the news here, and I was like, "What is going on in New York?" Like uh, talking to some of my friends there, and they're like, "Yo, fam, it is really kind of bad here," and I was like, "Oh." Because when you see it on TV, you're like, oh, it's bad. And then you talk to your friends who live there, you're like, oh, it, it is bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It got, to, it got to be a very creepy city. Uh, yeah. For, yeah. And, and hey, and may yet be again if uh, if the East Village has its vote, <laughs> I guess. But yeah. um, all right. So so there's a kind of like, I mean, Taiwan is, is one of the, the countries that everybody's holding up as like, Jesus, they just grabbed this thing by the throat yeah, yeah. and didn't let go. No, for sure. They still haven't let go. <laughs> yeah. And how, I mean, how do you feel about that? Is, is I know, it, I uh, think it's, it, I, you know what? I think it's really good because it could have gone horribly because it's an island, right? There's no escape. Like it could have even been positive or it could have been like we all have COVID-19 on this island. It could have gone either way, right? So looking at it, I what I really uh, commend Taiwan on is that they didn't only get the information out in Chinese. They got it out in English. They got it out in Japanese. Like whatever, whoever lives on this, they got that information out in whatever language you have. Because I don't really speak Chinese, so I'm like, oh man, like what am I doing? Where do I, you know, where, where do I buy masks? Like what, you know, all these things. And they made sure to keep getting the information out as as needed. And so for me, man, yeah. it's been great. I I really commend Taiwan on on uh, on the way they've handled the whole pandemic. Now that that kind of hyper efficiency, that hyper awareness, I, I I know from having talked to uh, Americans and Europeans in Japan, and then you saw the stuff in Guangzhou. Like right. there is a side where it can just go into like a xenophobia. Have yeah. you been feeling that at all? Like any Dude, extra side eye? Not at all. Like Taiwan is such a is such a friendly place. That it's like it's not like I don't know if you uh, ever been to Japan or Korea or Japan. It's friendly, but it's kind of like, but stay away. You know what I mean? It's like, we welcome yeah, foreigners, yeah. but we're cool with you. But where's Taiwan? It's like a <laughs> genuine, like, hey, we're all in this together. Like, I really do feel like that. Like, I've said to many people that Korea is what kind of made me into like a full-fledged human being. 
But this place, if I would have known about this place before Korea, I would have come here. I would have never gone to Korea. And I love Korea. It has a special place in my heart. What I, 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 need, to, I need to stop on that sentence there. Korea is what made you a full-fledged human being? <laughs> yeah, no, Explain yes. that. So the, the reason I say that is because I left university. I left college. Uh, like, you know, when I left college, I went right to Korea. And I had to learn everything on the fly right then and there. And sometimes... Uh, learning that stuff, it's already hard learning that stuff in your own country, but you do have some safety, safety nets. You have your parents, you have this, you have friends that can teach how to do stuff. And I'm learning how to do all those things, but in another language, right? So it's like, it's mm. extra. And I don't quite, I didn't, at the time, I didn't quite speak uh, the language. So now I'm, I'm okay in Korean, but at the time I was like, what is going on? So it taught me to really like look within myself and kind of depend on myself and, and, and really, um, and really, really figure things out. So, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. There it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, a, a full man emerges from Korea <laughs> out to the, the wonderful people of Taiwan. I'm glad to hear you're having a good time. Although, you know, it's just, I know it's all of these things <laughs> I, I hear. I'm just, I feel like these these conversations I've been having this week, I'm like, I'm kind of trawling for something to hang on to. Somebody say, you know what? This place kind of sucks. <laughs> no, it, it really does. It's as bad man. as America. <laughs> it really is really. But, I hear China, that actually China is not very kind to to uh, foreigners in this time of uh, the pandemic. But um, right, I, they're getting yeah. that superpower. Itch yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's let's talk about this latest stuff. And, and, you know, it's hard to hard for anybody to, to you know, represent the the catastrophe of our race <laughs> relations uh, as, oh, as they're man. popping up. But you have a unique vantage point. You are an African-American man who's spent his adult life uh, very far away from this. What is yeah. I mean, how are you watching it? Does it feel different uh, it, from the it, distance? It doesn't feel different. It's still, man, like, oh, shit, I hope I don't start crying. But uh, so um, part of it, when I see what's going on um, from afar with the recent, uh, this recent incident, uh, I can't remember this guy's name, uh, Minnesota. Um, Floyd, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I. It's sad because my, my girlfriend, she's Taiwanese, and she, she showed it to me. And I was like, I don't want to see that right now. I don't want to see that right now. You know what I mean? Like, I've watched, um, I don't know if you know, um, uh, what's that uh, documentary on Netflix? I think it's called um, The 13th, like The 13th Amendment. Okay. And I've watched it with yeah. her to try to kind of explain some of the race relations, but I just end up crying. And she's just like, yo, what's going on? I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't. But like watching that, I yeah. feel a sense of like anger and rage and helplessness and sadness like right now i'm about to start crying like that's that's how yeah. insane it is it's just like i thought like actually i didn't think that i i still expected it like living from afar and seeing it and then having people ask you like what is wrong with american police and trying to explain that to an outsider is just like there's an entire history of things that I need to explain to you first before you can probably even begin. But also, it's great to see like the humanity that people have outside of America, um, especially here. You know, it's it's like, yo, what, what, why? You know, and hmm. I'm still asking those questions, like, why? Like, how can I go jogging, and you know, 
someone guns me down. Like, that's insane to me. But I always say, uh, when I talk to my friends, especially here, I always say there's some of the things that you see on camera now, it's always been there. People have always talked about right. it. It's been in the books. It's been in our music. Whether people you like hip-hop or not, some of the stuff that they're saying, it's in the music. You just sing along. You don't realize that you're singing it. But they're telling you what's yeah. going on. And now that you can see it, it's like, oh, oh. And then in some cases, still, there's a bunch people ask a bunch of questions like, well, what was he doing? And why? It's like, no, nah, dude, like, yeah. where's, the, where's the humanity? Like, <laughs> clearly. No, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's so, what's that distinction? How to be shocked but not surprised? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, no, it's for like sure. We, you know, this is, for sure. this is not new, but it's still, you know. It's it's still such an assault on, uh, like you said, on on humanity. I right. think that that idea that you you know that people are genuinely curious about knowing what's happening and that you are genuinely moved by their curiosity yeah. over there is really that's uh, yeah that's really saying something. It puts you, I'm sure, in a lot of conversations you would never have in the States. No, for sure. Uh, definitely. Uh, sometimes very heated uh, and sometimes not. I think uh, especially, it, it's a very weird thing. Maybe this is too specific, but sometimes, um, especially when you come from a place when people come from a place that's maybe equally as racist, like let's say South Africa, you get into a lot of heated, like there are a lot of South Africans here and I get into a lot of kind of heated debates with South Africans because it's just like, I don't know how to explain it. And there are two different places, but there are some things that are very similar that I try to explain to them that some South Africans, not all of them, but some South Africans don't realize and it's like it's kind of the same thing mm. it's it's racism dude like i don't <laughs> i know what the president is doing current president is doing is actually fw you're absolutely right uh but it's racism dude <laughs> like you know I, yeah but that's the thing is also explaining how it's always been there and yeah and I, i'm sure if people are just bouncing off the news cycle or you know for the first time and you could sit in your apartment in taipei and watch a video of this strange thing happening in this strange country oh, that man. looks like murder and arson and all this stuff. Right, and, right. And then, they, and then they're going to run into you and ask you, oh, my God, what is this new thing I'm seeing? <laughs> and you're like, well, how much time do you have? Oh, man. I, once, I remember a friend of mine, um, this happened in Korea. This was a... a was, Myself and my other and my friend, she was as also Black American, um, and this guy was like, it was when things were starting to pop off. Uh, this was a few years ago, and he was like, "Oh my God!" This white American was like, "Oh my God!" All these things happening in America that I can't believe this has been going on for how long? Has this really been happening? And my friend responded. Uh, she responded with like a sports analogy, and she was just like, "Wow, baseball." I can't believe baseball just start happening. I, is, how long has it been going on? <laughs> wow, like, do you know about baseball? And the guy was like, I think he got it. it he was cool enough to be like, fair, fair play. But it was still like, <laughs> right. it was still like, wait, it's what? It's like, this is just a, yeah, this is just a new season. This is like, uh, this is a, a, a new season premiere of uh, Police Brutality. And, oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, I watched it again today and uh, just kind of the rage, man, like the feeling of I feel like I feel extra helpless because I am here. 
But I also feel like if I was there, I might feel a little bit helpless as well. You know what I mean? Like, I watched it, like, this morning when I woke up, um, like, all this. Like, I watched it before, but I just would turn it off because I was like, I can't deal. And I guess today I you was You watched the, the George Floyd video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the George, yeah. Oh, man. So, that is, yeah. I watched it. I watched a little bit of it before. I had to turn it off because I was at work and I didn't want to be like whatever. And then I watched it this morning and dude, like tears came to my eyes. Like that's so the like the riots are there's a reason for the riots. Right. Like I know people were like, you know, don't destroy uh, property and blah, blah, blah. But like there sometimes there's a reason for a riot. And it's not I don't think that is d- directed at those store owners, but it's a response to say, hey, we've been saying these things all this time and you're not listening. And now here we are right here in your face. Now, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I would like to. Well, hope, that, yeah. yeah, I would like I would hope I that, mean, that it didn't come to that. But that's I understand why it's come to that. And it sort of answers your question about whether you would feel less helpless being yeah, here yeah, in yeah. the States. Because uh, there's there's not so much as as just an extremely anguished expression of helplessness, you know, right. that, that people people right. are are doing. And yeah, I mean, the, when we were just kind of cruising around Manhattan tonight, the police are just, you know, they're ready for war out yeah. there, and yeah. it it feels like it's not. Um, I mean, it's like cosplay. It's yeah, like crazy. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. You know, and it's so it's it's so. Um, well, we're just uh, we're gonna have to get through this moment with a little bit of uh, love and reflection, I guess. But it it um, yeah, there is a lot of helplessness. Uh, yeah. People feel pretty pretty trapped in that. Have you been communicating with friends and family back home? Are they? Yeah, um, um, there. I mean, my friends, my uh, friends and family are just equally upset. I think I have my mom's sentiment where she just cries and she's just like, "Yo, what is going on?" And I'm. I think I'm so upset that that's all I can do is cry. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Like, even literally right now, like, as we're talking, like, I'm kind of like, dude, like, <laughs> like I'm feeling some kind of way about it. So, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, like, that can't be lost. I think the humanity of it is so... Right. You know, I've, when the, this speech that's been going around that Killer Mike did... Right. He described also, you know, on a couple points in there of just just watching the video and it's right. like, you know, right. and just that is an emotional it's an eternity. That video is is it's eight Jeez, hours long. Man. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Jeez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh man. With your girlfriend, what do you what do you tell her about your future in in, in America and like well, <laughs> uh, yeah? So my my girlfriend and I uh, we did go to America together um, in January and the beginning of February, and um, she I was telling her she was scared like she was really scared she was scared for me she was scared because of what people think about America uh, people always think like America is a dangerous place and it can be. But it can also be a very kind and loving place as well. And being from the South, she got to see some of those things I was talking about. Like, yeah, it can be dangerous, but in an instant, there can be a lot of compassion. And um, one of the things that she brought to my attention that I didn't really notice because I'm American and I didn't notice it 
In my where I live right now in Taiwan, if you want to get to where, me right now, you have to go through so many checkpoints. First, you gotta be buzzed into the the building. Then the security guy has to let you in. Then he has to buzz you in again. Then he has to buzz you in one more time. And then you need a key to even buzz the elevator to even get to my house. We get to we had an Airbnb in Denver, and we go to the house. And my girlfriend was like, "So it's just a lock on the door?" And I was like, "Yeah, what do you mean?" She was like, "How is that safe?" And I was like, "What do you mean? How is that safe?" She's like, "His this door is made of glass. Anyone can just knock the glass out and open the door." And I was like. <laughs> And then it made me like paranoid because I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's right! Like anyone could do this." Like I was like, "Uh, yeah, you've got a point. I have no idea <laughs> how to stop." I, you're right. I don't know what to say, but it's just the things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and to which you explain, of course. Well, don't worry. Everybody is armed to the teeth here. <laughs> right. Who needs? Yeah, who that's needs another thing. That's what, another thing she yeah. was she was worried about. She's like, everyone has a gun. I'm like, yes, I know. <laughs> I don't. I can't. Uh, I don't even know uh, what I say what to can, it. Yeah. Yeah. What do I say to yeah. that? Um, but there are also things where um, there are things. Is this? I don't know how to explain it really, but. A lot of things I just told her when we were in America. Um, I was just like, "Hey, you know, just be respectful. Uh, Americans are gonna be super nice." And she experienced that. Uh, she was like, "Yeah, like in Denver and Dallas, everyone was really kind to her, like really super kind." And um, I was really happy that I was like, "Oh, fine. I come to America. People are kind. Yes." <laughs> But she doing their thing. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, for real. But she didn't like California very much. She I, and I, mm. I was like, well, why? I, I'm not. My mom is from LA. I'm not particularly fond of LA, but I do like San Francisco and places like that. And she was just like, I don't know, man. San Francisco just seemed not San Francisco, but California seemed just colder. Like people were not as friendly. And I was like, Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say to that. But I do feel like, like the South, the Southwest, maybe even the Midwest, people are gen, genuinely just kind. You know. And I don't think she was yeah. expecting that. She was just like, why is everyone so nice? And I was like, that's just how we are. Like, it's not a, always about doom and gloom in America. <laughs> no, no. And I guess from, you know, from the distance that you have, and especially her, just yeah. like sorting through fact and fiction and, right, and right. remembering, you know, for your part, remembering what uh, is so special about people. And yeah, I, I no, think, for sure. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm ready to be moved by that part of this country because <laughs> uh, yeah. I know it's out there. I mean, I, it feels obviously this is a dark weekend and, and yeah, uh, yeah. you know, things are very on edge. But I do I do believe we're going to have new leadership. We're going to have a, a you know, we're going to have a moment where people can sort of just shake off all of. Yeah, for sure. Gaslighting and. Oh, and, God. Uh, especially. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just remember remember that uh, we do have each other's backs in some yeah. some important ways. Right. I mean, that's uh, I don't know. That I that that's probably uh, naivete, but <laughs> uh, let's have I, this conversation after November, and we'll. Uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I I um I'm a bit I'm a bit afraid of November for whatever reason I don't know why but I I feel like Trump will be president again and I I don't necessarily want that to happen, but.
but I feel like it's probably coming. And I don't know why I feel that way. But I think because of kind of the steps that the direction America is going in right now, it feels like it's fully plausible. <laughs> the trip from Roads and Kingdoms is hosted by me, Nathan Thornburg. Theme music by Dan the Automator, show artwork by Adele Rodriguez. Executive producers are me and Mac Goulding, also of Roads and Kingdoms. Thank you again to Reggie Robinson and to Jennifer Neal in Berlin. Looking forward to finally being able to run her excellent episode soon. As a reminder, you are free to listen to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, on Apple or Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere else. And we will be back next week, hopefully in a brighter moment. We'll meet you there.